0: peace be unto each of you from God our Father. I greet you in that name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Everything in the earth and even underneath the earth shall bow just at the very mention of his name. I am Apostle Betty J. Christmas and I bring greetings to you today from Beyond the Walls International Ministries for You. Today is our first day of truly going international. For I was invited to speak um, in Kissy, Kenya, uh, with Pastor David. And the Lord has given me a word for the people of God. And I pray that you will be blessed just in your hearing of this word, this word. I'm honored to have been asked to give this word today. And so as the Lord gives me the words to say, I pray that they would be received in the name of Jesus. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come to you to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for this day that you have made. Thank you, God, for this day that you have made, that we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I pray, God, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, guys, again, I am just honored to have the word of God to give to the people of God. And as I was um, in prayer deciding um, you know, what I was going to speak about, the Lord simply just said, gave me a message of hope, a message of hope. You know, the pastor gave me a tour of their um, surroundings, of their environment, as he calls it. And as I looked at their environment, I um, saw their faces and they were okay. They're at the peace. For us living in the United States, we would look at their situation and be like, I can't live like that. But God, but God, God has given them a, a sense of peace um, that they are okay, you know. And I'm just thinking and praising God that I had the opportunity to just to see that. So as I was looking at their surroundings and um, taking it all in, um, God just simply gave me, dropped a word into my spirit to keep hope alive. Jeremiah 17 and 7 declares, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. So again, the message simply today is to keep hope alive. Contrary to popular belief, people all over the world connect a very popular phrase to a well-known activist named Jesse Jackson. The phrase is simply, keep hope alive. But I'd like to submit to you today that the Bible has been admonishing and encouraging humanity to keep hope alive since the creation of Adam and Eve. In fact, one of the central themes of the whole Bible is um, a, is the journey of the as the as, as the journey of Israelites from slavery to the promised land. One of the central themes moving throughout the Bible is um, the journey of the Israelites from slavery to the promised land. The central role of hope for the success and fruitfulness of a Christian is living unquestioned. Sadly, however, while there are countless sermons written and preached about faith, there are not enough sermons preached on hope. Perhaps it's because believers don't really understand or appreciate the relationship between hope and faith. But I believe the more we know about hope, the more we will appreciate its usefulness in the battle against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. Let us then begin our sermon today on the theme of hope as, we, as a proper definition. because I love to give definitions, we can say a word all the time and we think we know what it means, but I like to just give a word in its context. Hope is divine. uh, Hope is um, defined as a belief in a positive outcome related to events and circumstances in one's life. Hope implies a certain amount of uh, perseverance or rather believing that a positive outcome is possible even when um, there is some evidence of the contrary. One of the worst things that can happen to a person, especially a believer, is that he's lost his hope. Hope is often the result of faith and that while hope is an emotion, faith carries a divinely inspired and informed form form of positive belief. The writer of Hebrews declares in Hebrews 11 and 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Notice, if you will, the relationship between hope and faith. It is impossible to have one without the other. You cannot have hope without faith and you cannot have faith without hope. And yet there are a lot of believers who claim to have faith while living a life of despair and hopelessness. The English word hope is from the Greek um, ellipsis, I'm sorry, elpis, which means to anticipate, usually with pleasure. In the New Testament, hope occurs 129 times in 121 verses. Now, the Old Testament, it is a word, yako, which means two things. One, to wait or wait or tarry, and two, to wait for. We all need to live our lives with a, with a, a healthy sense of anticipation, a healthy sense of hope. This sense of anticipation is what motivates us to tarry in the midst of hardships, in the midst of trials, in the midst of tribulations. And it allows us to wait on God for our breakthrough. It's only when we are hopeless that living becomes a chore instead of a blessing. It is only when we lose our hope that our faith loses its strength. One more time. It is only when we lose our hope that we lose our faith. That we lose our that our faith loses its strength. The challenge set before us all is to keep hope alive in spite of. That means hoping when things are hopeless, hoping when things don't look good, hoping when the doctor has given you a bad report, hoping when your bank account is saying something funny, when your money is funny and your change is strange. Keep hope alive. Um, Hope is merely uh, as long as. Matters are really hopeful. Hope is merely merely flattery or a cliche. It is only when everything is hopeless that hope begins to be a strength. It is only when everything else is hopeless and that hopes begin to have a strength. Paul says it this way in Romans 8:24 and 25. For in this hope we are saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait patiently for it. Hope is the real thing. Wait patiently. Hope gives you a, a sense of yearning. You're, you're waiting for it to happen. You don't know when. You don't know how. You don't know why. You just know it's going to happen. That's hope. Um, friend, this hope. So, we've learned to keep hope alive when the enemy comes up against us. We can't live life without hope. We can't walk around with a bleak outlook on our condition or situation. For as long as God is alive, we have a reason to keep hope alive. One more time as long as God is alive, we as his sons and his daughters have a reason to keep hope alive. That's why Lamentations 3 and 26 says, it is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. The absence of hope is despair and depression. Indeed, hopelessness leads to a sense of meaningless, which can be fatal. We have to fight our lives to fight ourselves if we must in order not to lose hope. Do whatever you have to do not to lose the hope that you have. For it is a lot harder to regain hope after you've lost it. Than it is to for you to keep hope alive. So keep hope alive while you have it. Don't let anybody deter you. Don't let anybody trip you up. Keep hope alive. You keep pushing toward what you are hoping for. There are three things as I get through this message. Three things that we can do to keep hope alive. One, we can practice spiritual optimism. Two, we can position ourselves around hopeful people. And three, we can pray with an expectant spirit. Now, what does it mean to practice spiritual optimism? Spiritual optimism has to do with looking at a situation with a hopeful outlook, no matter how bad things may look. Things don't look good. You don't see possibly see a good outcome, but you're keeping hope alive. You're keeping the optimism that it's going to work out for your good. You see, it's looking at the uh, uh, not looking at the glass half full. You have spiritual 2020 vision. It is trusting that God will make a way when there's no way to make. Trusting God to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ever ask or think. There are plenty of verses in the Bible to help us practice spiritual optimism. Scriptures like Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And then they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 40 and 31. And then being confident in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1 and 6. Spiritual optimism believes that weeping may endure for a night, but joy, but joy, but joy will come in the morning. That's spiritual optimism. That's Psalms 30 and 5. He or she looks at every situation as a learning opportunity. And when keeping hope alive comes harder and harder, the spiritual optimist positions himself around hopeful people. So when you're optimistic, you put yourself around like-minded people. You don't put yourself around negative people, which is why number two, point number two is necessary. Position yourself around hopeful people. One of the worst things that can happen to a believer when you're going through a situation is to surround yourself with with hopeful, with doubtful people, people who don't see the way you're seeing, people who don't see a positive outcome. People, those kind of people are always pessimists. They see, they don't see the good in anything. You say things, something is good, and they say, "Well, it is," but you say, "I believe God to for my miracle." He said, yeah, I pray with you too, but no, 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 no. We don't need the buts They get the butt out the way. We need people around us that's going to push us, to motivate us, to encourage us, to keep pushing forward, right? So position yourself around hopeful people. You see, the last thing you need to hear when things are upside down in your life is that you won't make it. You don't need that kind of stuff in your life. Ask Job. Job had those same people when he was going through. Job was going through it, losing everything, sick in his body. And what did his friends do? These friends, 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 call themselves friends. They came and did what? They came and they began to question him, ask him, what did you do? Be a friend. Don't ask questions. Be a friend and understand. You know me. You say you know me. You say you love me. So keep hope alive in my situation. Help me keep hope alive. You see, we don't we don't want to sit around with a group of negative people who are always up for a good old pity party. They they're always you say you're having a bad day and they fall in line with you having a a worse day. You know that you call for you're sitting around just um, down and out. They'll call other people to sit around and be down and out with you. Those are not the people you need when you're feeling bad. You need people that's going to encourage you to keep hope alive. Beloved in Christ, when you're trying to keep your hope alive, you need to stay away from depressed folk. Depressed folk are not going to do you any good. Stay away from people who don't think that life is worth living. Stay away from people who are battling low self-esteem. Stay away from those who don't think they, can, they deserve the best in their life. Stay away from people who are depressed, discouraged, and cast down. Stay away from people who don't think they deserve the best life has to offer them. Stay away from those people. You have to be careful who you hang out with. Don't hang out with someone with no vision and no sense of purpose. Don't hang around someone who always sees the glass half empty. If you're single, don't date a guy or a girl with a negative spirit because neg- uh, negativity is contagious. Instead, be with someone with the mindset that all things are possible. We can do this. I don't see it yet, but we can do this. We might be in an apartment now, but I know we're going to be in a house sooner or later. I might be buying a a bus pass now, but I know sooner or later I'm going to have my car. Keep hope alive. And the person you're with should be able to to pursue with you and persevere with you, not down you, not bring you down, not hold you up, trip you up or, or hold you back. Keep hope alive, people of God. And then finally, my third point, pray with an expectant spirit expectation, pray that something that you know is going to happen. You should always expect an answer when you pray. If you're not expecting an answer, why pray? You should always expect a breakthrough in times of trouble. You should always expect healing when you're praying for healing. You should always pray for deliverance when you're praying for deliverance. You should always pray and receive the answer that you're waiting for. When you pray, pray with expectancy, knowing that God hears and will answer your prayer. To pray without hope is a, lo- is a waste of time. The effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Effectual prayers come from the reservoir of hope and trust in God. Praying with an expectant spirit is to acknowledge the miracle working power of God and its unlimited potential. Indeed, one of the best ways to keep your hope alive is to pray with an expectant spirit. That is faith at its best. The best of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's faith. You have to have faith when you pray. You have to believe that when you pray, you're going to get an answer to your prayer. You have to hope and trust. And the answer that God is going to give you because you're praying. So, again, if you're not going to believe in your prayers, why pray? You're not going to expect to receive what you're praying for. Why pray? I recall years ago when my mom passed away and um, uh, God spoke to me to to say, eulogize your mom. Wow, that was a a great task because I'm mourning my mom. And so as people began to find out that I was going to be doing her eulogy, they say, um, Betty, I'm praying for you. Thank you for praying for me. So as the day approached and I, I was prayed up and I, fe- I felt the strength of the Lord with me, Um, I, I got through it. I didn't break down. I got it. I got through it. The Lord allowed me. He strengthened me. The prayers of the people prevailed. So as the day ended and people walked up to me and said, I bet I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you I don't know how you didn't break down. I don't know how you see they some expected me to just break down and not be able to give the eulogy. Some expected me to um, not to perform well to the glory of God, but God. And so my statement to them was you prayed for me, right? I prayed I believe in the power of prayer. And if you say you pray for me, then you pray for me to have strength in the situation. God strengthened me. But when you prayed, did you believe that God was really going to strengthen me? So now why, why say you don't understand why or how I got through it? But God, listen, the psalmist says, the Lord taketh pleasure. And them that fear him, and those that hope in his mercy. That's Psalms 147 and 11. So, are you struggling to keep your hope alive? Are you battling despair and depression? I wanna encourage you to keep hope alive, people of God. Remember, life is worth living just because Jesus lives. Keep hope alive when things look dark and dreary. Keep hope alive when things don't look good. Keep hope alive. When your weakness is greater than your strength. Keep hope alive when your enemies are more numerous than your friends. Keep hope alive when your sorrow is more potent than your joy. Keep hope alive when your blessings are delayed. Keep hope alive when your setback is not turning into the comeback soon enough. Keep hope alive when you're waiting on the Lord to answer that prayer. And when you feel you can't keep hope alive, remember the words of one of my favorite hymns and one of my grandmother's favorite hymns. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other grounds are sinking sand. All other grounds are sinking sand. Then there's there's four stances to this song and each stance get more powerful and powerful. So you have to trust in the Lord and believe by faith that everything you're asking for from God is already done. You know God promises us that victory is already ours. We have to live with that great expectation that it's already done. We have to live like we know we have the victory. We have to know that we have victory in Jesus. We have to know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We have to believe it. Believe it by faith that it's already done. Listen, now the God of hope will fill you with joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. Through the power of the Holy Ghost, as Romans 15 and 3 Remember, the Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him and those that will hope in his mercy. Psalms 147 and 11. So keep hope alive, people of God. Keep hope alive, people of God. You know, you've come too far to turn back. You've come too far to give up. You're right at the edge of your breakthrough. But you have to. Know and see yourself beyond your situation. See yourself beyond the circumstance. Keep hope alive, knowing that God is still in the prayer answering business. God is still in the deliverance business. God is still in the healing business. God is still faithful and just to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ever ask or think. Keep hope alive. Wait with great expectations, knowing that God is coming to your rescue. Remove yourself from the naysayers. Remove yourself from those optimistic people. I mean, those pessimistic people. And surround yourself with people of optimism, with this like-minded people. You know, a lot of times we can't reach our destinies and our breakthrough because of people, again, like, as I said earlier, those we hang out with. Find a different crowd to hang out with. If not, hang out with yourself as God continue to mold you and shape you and develop you, purge you, cleanse you to become that person you're destined to be. Remain hopeful, people of God. I encourage you as I close this segment to keep hope alive. God is good. People of God, God is good. He's good. You know, that even started my ministry I was asking God, how God, how I was in churches. Church all I know is sitting in church and, um, God, God would ship work me for this church and move me to a different church. And then I, I worked with that church and then he shifts me to a different church. But this last church I was at, you know, I, I, I enjoy, I was enjoying church. That that's all I knew was to um, go in and um, take a seat and then God would find a way to um, elevate me and men and women of God would find out who I was. But the Lord began to speak to me. It was time to move. And I'm like, Lord, move where? Um, This is all I know. And the Lord says it's time to come out from the walls. It's time to go beyond the walls. And so as I came out of the walls and I'm still asking God, how God, he said, your ministry is bigger than the walls. Your ministry is international. And I'm saying, but how God, I, I work from home. I, I really don't go anywhere. COVID um, is still in the atmosphere. How God. And so as I'm doing my job and um, received the phone call and got into a conversation with this lady and um, I, I began to help her with what, what her request was. We got to talking, and she was pulling together a uh, women's conference in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, um, and who has now become um, one of my closest sister friends, um, Pastor Angela Yowzi. Um, but nevertheless, I, 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 I diverse. Um, she reached out to me, and and we became we stayed in contact. And she said, "You got to come to this conference." And I said, well, woman of God, I, I can't. My husband and I are planning to go to his auntie's birthday party. She gives herself a party every year, even though COVID was coming to um, settling down some, she would still give myself this party. And I said, I can't come. And so when I said I couldn't come, I said, but I would pray and fast with you. And so we went on this fast and we prayed every day at noon. And so one day she called me again um, as we were about to pray and um Before we pray, my husband came downstairs just out of nowhere early that morning. And he said, honey, we're not going to go to um, New York to the party. And I said, "Okay." So the woman of God called me and um, we are um, beginning to pray. And then after prayer, she said, man, you really need to be at this conference. This is a conference that I believe God is going to show up large in your life. And I said to her, I said, my husband came downstairs and said that we're not going to go to the party. I didn't question him. He just simply said, we're not going to go to the party. And um, and she said, well, ask him, can you come here? And I said, well, um, he's going to say yes. She said, no, be obedient, be in order. Ask your husband if you can come. So I called him and I um, asked him and he said, yes. I called a woman who got back and I told her, yes, I can come. Long story short, I ended up going to that conference and, um, the woman of God assisted me in getting to that conference, reimbursed me for coming to that conference and assigned an armor bearer to me at that conference. And she asked me to speak at her conference. So what am I trying to say? I didn't understand why God was doing what he was doing, but I had to keep hope alive. That God, I didn't understand, but God was not wrong. I heard right. So he showed me then that he I heard right that he moved me so that he can shift me and move me. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. He moved me. He said that because your ministry is beyond the walls. And here I am, I am beyond the walls, still ministering, doing the thing that God has called me to do. And in the midst of him moving me and shifting me, and um, I begin to be connected to other men and women of God, other apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers of the Lord. Fivefold ministry really flourishing in my life. Other um, pastors and ministers have reached out to me um, to invite me to speak at conferences this year. That's nobody but God. I kept hope alive doing my part while God promised that he continued to do his part. That's the thing with hope. You have to believe God is going to do exactly what He said He was going to do, but you can't get stuck in seeing, wanting to know or see how it was gonna happen. I did that in the beginning because I was trying to say, Lord, how am I gonna go beyond the walls when I'm just sitting here in the house? And then God would send woman of God by to now invite me to come speak at her conference. And from that, Um, others have now invited me to speak at their conferences. Four already booked for this year. So that's how I'm going beyond the walls. And then I meet this man of God in Kenya, Kissy Kenya in Africa who has um, wanted to come in line with me and beyond the walls international ministries for you. He wants to become a part of the ministry. He wants this to be his ministry and me to be his Apostle so I'm just Grateful to God that I can keep hope Alive and if God did it For me he will Surely do it for you So people of God don't give up on God He has great And precious promises just for you But you'll never see them if you Jump ship too soon don't jump Ship don't quit Don't quit before you see your Breakthrough don't quit before you see your destiny Don't quit before God ushers you into your destiny Believe the promise of the Lord. Believe it. As I said earlier, pray believing, pray expecting that your prayer will be answered. If you're not believing that your prayer is going to be answered, why are you praying? So keep praying, keep hoping. God shifted you from your job um, and you're wondering, well, how am I going to pay my bills? Well, God gives you vision. He would give you provision trust that you don't have to see it not seeing is faith faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen that's faith, when you don't see it that's faith, people of God so keep the faith knowing that God has something great in store for you but you must keep hope alive stay in line with hope until you see it, until the next time, I'm Apostle Betty J. Christmas, Beyond the Wall International Ministry for you, which made her debut today, truly made her debut internationally in Kissy Kenya. And I'm grateful to God that he chose me. He chose me, my God, he chose me. And I'm grateful. I don't take it lightly. Never take anything God is doing for you. Never take any assignment God has given to you. Don't take it lightly. But for the grace of God. I love you. Until the next time. Be tremendously blessed. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. Trust that. So don't give up on him. He has not given up on you. I love you. Be blessed.